What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSX I Love You XOXO, our one on one interview series here at PlayStation Experience 2015. I'm Greg, and this Neil Druckmann. How you doing? Come here. Making Uncharted 4 all by himself. <laughs> right here, doing uh, this. How are you that. doing? A little tired. I was going to say, we're coming up pretty quick on this release date. A little tired. The team's back at the office working very hard, wrapping this thing up. Uh, I'm here just to do some of these things and then go back to the office and help out. Yeah, so, yeah, did they give you like the side eye that you get to leave and go get out of the work zone? I think they don't even have time to turn the eye sideways. They're just like focused on... Now you know, the one and only, no taxation, Mr. Colin Moriarty says you're not going to hit that release date. Uh, I hear it. I hear it every time you guys talk about the game, and we're going to prove them wrong. That's what I like to hear. See, because I'm with you. I'm on your side. March 18th. March 18th, everybody. PlayStation 4. You might have heard of it. Uncharted 4. Um, today, we're filming at PSX. This is going up afterwards. You got to put out the giant first look here at Sam meeting Nate for the first time. What was that reaction like to see people freak out for dialogue options? <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. There's like a few spots in the game where we felt dialogue option would give us something interesting. Yeah. So with Sam talking to Nate about his previous adventure, we're like, oh, this is a cool kind of nod to the fans because you guys always do this, arguing about which one's your favorite, which yeah. Uncharted is. Yeah. We're like, oh, where would Nate start the story? Which one? We're like, let's give the player the option and you could start the story however you want. See, and that's the thing is I still think it's going to be skewed. I think it's going to be skewed towards one. Because if I'm telling my brother who I thought was dead that, I, hey, here's what's happened in my life, I don't start with the best one and I'm like, hey, well, there was this old lady that this guy on the internet thought was going to be 450 years old. <laughs> no, I would have start with El Goddamn Dorado and go from there. Well, we're saying even maybe we should randomize the choices and then track what people pick. Yeah, that's And then one. we'll know for sure. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Give the internet more, more <laughs> flame-worthy stuff that they come after me for. So, I feel it's interesting to finally see Sam and Nate together, or their first meeting, I should say, because we've seen them together for so long now. Right. For the recap elevator pitch, how long, well, what, when's the last time they saw each other, or how, how long has passed there from their relationship? I don't know if we said this, uh, but it's 15 years. It's 15 years? 15 okay. years since they've seen each other. So prior to the events of Uncharted 1. Okay. Uh, we're now a few years after Uncharted 3, and Nate's now in his 40s. Yeah. Desk job, rubber stamping it, and then his brother shows back up in his life, and it's kind of an opportunity for us to get Nate back into the life of adventure, yeah. even though he's given that up. Uh, as well as get into his past and see that relationship with a brother and find out what happened beforehand. And I want to, I mean, I have to give you credit. The first time I saw it, I saw this, you know, opening cinematic thing, I immediately flipped my script of, because you know me, all I want is Nate and Elena to be happy. Just let them be happy and have a happily ever after story, right? And then you see Nate, this like our hero, our, our like, you know, escape from our humdrum lives, stamping papers. And I was like, immediately I'm like, oh no, like get him back out there. This dog's still got it fighting him, you know what I mean? But my question for that then is, he's settled into this uh, somewhat suburban life, I imagine, you know, modern family kind of thing. Is that going to play into the gameplay? Is him being a little bit older playing into the gameplay? Do you have him, like, solid snake aching back of Metal Gear Solid 4 or what? What can you say? What I'm not trying I to get, I'm, try, yeah, I'm yeah. not trying to nail Don't him, guys. Don't Jeff Keighley not this interview. Oh. <laughs> uh, one of the things that's interesting to us is, like, Uncharted 3 had this spoiler. I had this kind of definitive ending with the characters where we see him trade one ring for another. Yeah. Uh, and for us it was like interesting, okay, what happens next to this guy? Yeah. And we want to show some of that. So we showed you the hint of this and there's a little bit more. Okay. But that's all I could say. That's fine. I yeah. like that. I don't want it ruined. You know what I mean? Don't ruin it for me. I'm trying. Tell me the ending. <laughs> now, and that's the thing too. Like I guess for you, 
what is it like coming into this? I mean, you guys have been working on this game for so long, and now you've set it's on the table. This is it. We're ending Nate's story. This is the end cap to that. Like, I imagine any time you make a multi-million-dollar video game, there's pressure. But now there's got to be so much more, right? Yeah, because each Uncharted has been more successful than the next. So if you think about it, it's a horrible business decision. Uh, but, Just quit while you're ahead. Get out. But what, what what is awesome about Sony and how they treat us is they let us like, make whatever game we want to make. They, like when we were working on The Last of Us, we started with making a Jack and Daxter reboot. Yeah. And then we said, we, it's not working for us. Can we do something completely new? And they were like, absolutely. Yeah. And likewise with Uncharted, we feel like we really kind of these characters are real to us. Like, yeah. When we're writing for them, like you can hear their voices in your head. Uh, it's actually quite easy to get in there. But it felt like it's time to wrap it up. Like sure. Nathan Drake is letting us know, like, tell the final, tell the final story, and and we felt that we came up with something that really like looks at the three previous game as the start of an arc, and this is the finish. Gotcha. So then now also you know there you put out this trailer here at PSX. Beforehand we had seen the scene in the debut of Laura Bailey's character Nadine, right? Or Nadine. Nadine. Ross. Is it Nadine or Nadine? Nadine. Nadine. Good. Yeah. I don't like screwing up names, and I do it all the time because I'm stupid. Um, Tell me about her. Like, you know what I mean? How does she fit into this? Both Laura as the actress, you know, coming into this like established cast of characters, and then now this Nadine character who apparently runs her own army and is crazy. So you've seen some of her presence in the previous demo that we showed. Yeah. Nate fighting this uh, army for hire, if you will, uh, this uh, South African security firm. Yeah. Uh, she runs the whole operation. Okay. Her dad used to be a general in the South African army then took a bunch of his best shoulders and like started this business. Gotcha. He's died off and now she's taken over. Okay. Uh, and Laura's awesome. You know Laura. <laughs> I've, she's, uh, like, she's come by kind of funny once or twice. She's this like, when you see her in person, she's this kind of sweet, gentle, shy. And then when she stepped into that audition and like took on this role, everyone was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Talk about presence. Yeah, yeah. This person had presence and just owned this character. Now, Something I've noticed, and now, and I understand if it slipped by the internet, it probably has. I went to journalism school. I have an eye for detail. Laura Bailey, white. No, made, I know really? it, it shocked me too. But I, this is after lots of research, a lot of this, looking at Wikipedia. Nadine Black. Nadine Black. Was this? Is that a hard decision to make as a company? I mean, because you knew you you had to have known that there was going to be a headline about that somewhere. We knew there'd be a reaction. Yeah. I spent last night reading a 40-page thread on Neil Gaff about this. Uh, but actually, there's some really kind of thoughtful arguments, and I, I, we talked a lot about, uh, at the office about this. Like, when Laura came in to audition for this role, we didn't have the look of the character. Yeah. Uh, so we put out a, a biography, we sent it out to casting agents, and we knew we wanted a South African woman. It's kind of a badass, has all these dimensions to her. So, you know, we brought in actors that were black, actors that are white, actors that were South African. Yeah. Uh, really just trying to find the best fit for this character. But more importantly, what we look for in a cast, in an audition, is chemistry. Sure. How does this person work with this other actor? And because as soon as you have good chemistry, everyone's performance is elevated. Gotcha. And we're going through a bunch of people, and they're really good. And then Laura comes in, and I haven't worked with Laura in mocap before. It's my first time working with her, and just knocks it out of the park. And we're all just, again, I told you that, that thing about President, we're just sitting back like, holy shit, that's, that's Nadine. There's yeah, no yeah. question about it. And then going back to the office, and again, we haven't finalized the look of the character, looking at a bunch of designs, and Ashley Swodowski, one of our concept artists, came up with this concept that's very similar to what you see now in the game. And it was like, that's a design. That's awesome. I haven't seen a character like this in a video game. And some people said, but you have a white actress playing a black character. And I said, well, 
And we talked a lot about this, about the history of casting and misrepresentation. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, like, oh, let's, we're going to start capturing these scenes. At no point is Laura being told to play it black. Yeah. Meanwhile, let's try to nail down the look of the character. I really like this. I think it could work. Let's model it. Let's get in the game. If it doesn't fit, we'll revert. We'll change that. We'll change the look of the character. And once it was in, and we got saw an early scene with her, and you see the voice, and you see the look of the character, and also like I'm not seeing just a concept art. I'm yeah, not yeah. seeing animation. I'm not seeing even lower performance. I see Nadine Ross. I see a character that's dangerous, that's strong, that's sexy, that's vulnerable, that's powerful. And I was like, we can't change anything. This is yeah. it. And again, that's that's what's kind of awesome about our medium is that you don't have to look like a character. If you did. Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson could not play their roles. Troy is not a heavy set, 50-year-old Texan. Yeah. Ashley Johnson is not a for like in the movie version, they can play those roles. Right. And they play those roles perfectly. Yeah. And another example, and I feel like I have to bring it up just because of the discussion, the same thing with the Ford, there's another big character that we're not revealing. Uh, too much of a spoiler. Nate Elena's kid. That you know, being played by a black actor, yeah. and it's a white character. And okay. again, in there, that was the best choice. Yeah. And I felt like th the more we discuss it, the more like there's going to be a negative reaction, which I totally get white people have the feeling that they do. But if we reacted to that, then we're kind of reacting out of fear to something that's outside the game, and we wouldn't be making the best choice for the game. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. And I, I'm, you know, it's one of those things like, that was my first reaction to it is like, oh, wait. But it, it wasn't negative. It was like, that's interesting, and they're going to take it on the chin. But then, yeah, you talk about it, and it's like I always say, like, you know, that's the point of cartoons, of video games, of whatever, where you can go behind the scenes and become something you are not, right? And the thing we were thinking about, it's kind of interesting, you know, when you play Mass Effect, you could become another, like, another race, another gender, you could really kind of embody someone completely different than you, and I think on the acting side, it's no different. Your outward appearance has nothing to do with your performance. Gotcha. All right. You sold me. I, I was going to. I was going to start. I hope I sold. I hope I sold some of the gaffers as well. We'll they, see. I, you know what? Neo Gaff. I, I think a lot of times gets a bad rap. I remember when I first started. I was specifically told not to go. And this is eight years ago. Years, different lifetime. Don't go on Neo Gaff. They're going to hate you no matter what, right? And then over the years, as you do, you're like, oh. I know. Like, video games. There are some people that are very reactionary. There's some hyperbolic statements. But I also think there's, the internet. there's very smart people and very thoughtful people uh, that just present really good arguments. And yeah. I kind of enjoy reading it. So then, I guess we've talked a little bit about, you know, this Laura coming in. She is the character. Talked about, like, the pressure on you to deliver this. What is, I mean, making the last Uncharted mean to you personally? You know what I mean? Like, was that, when that... When that torch is passed to you, when you're the guy who's going to be in charge of this with this other guy, Bruce, who I've never heard of, like, is that like a moment you go home and you sit down and you take like a deep breath? It was interesting because uh, I don't. Well, I, uh, I kind of speak for Bruce, but he can speak for his own. Like for me, I thought I was done with Uncharted. I yeah. thought we did the Last of Us and we're going to move on to something else. Last of Us too. And then we're the Vita version. The Vita version. <laughs> the Vita version. Uh, the PSP version. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa! We're big time in uh, it now. Here we go. And then, you know, we were asked to kind of to step in um, as, as directors for the project. And it was a shift. Like, you have to, like, okay, let's enter this world. Let's enter the world where, like, you crank it up to 11. It's okay to crank it up to 11. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then really thinking about the character, what this character has meant to us. And, like, you know, being there from the inception all the way to, to this point. And, like, thinking of Nolan North. And, this, and, like, it's kind of a family of people that have brought this franchise together. And... You know, a lot of times in production, you don't get to dwell and be reflective about this stuff too yeah, much. Yeah. But the other day when we captured the last uh, scenes with Nolan, 
it got kind of sad and you yeah. know toasted him and like I I told him I was like dude you've changed not only how we do things I think you've changed the industry and I, I truly mean that no I do too but uh, I think you guys are a part of that it's not just him yeah but I, again there's like so many amazing people that was just a perfect combination for this thing to come together um, and I, I gotta give it a props to Amy as well like you know that she helped start something amazing and we're really trying to honor that trying yeah. to honor those first three games and say here is a beautiful finish that I think fans are gonna love great I mean, I guess that's, you know, I know you have no time to reflect, so I reflect for you all the time. Please. And I sit there, and like, what you're saying is true. Like, you know what I mean? I feel, I remember the first time I saw the first Uncharted, when I was going down to LA for some Sony thing, it was a whole bunch of journalists on the bus. And like, uh, Jeremy Dunham and Chris Roper were like, are you gonna take this Uncharted game? I was like, what is it? Like, I'm still fresh, I'm like, what is it? And they're like, oh, you know, did you ever play Jack and Daxter? I'm like, yeah, I love those games. This is their new jungle game. I'm like, oh, and you jumped in. I remember we were all blown away by the way the water was on his pants and the way uh -huh. he swam, those yeah. animations and stuff. But then when you sat down and played it, it was like, that was such a turning point in the industry in terms of like that jump from PS2 to PS3, right? Like what that, what that console cycle going forward was. And I really do see like, you see what you've done with Naughty Dog, the way Last of Us has hit, you know, the way, uh, the way we talk about like, I don't know, it's one of those things where it was, I, I think that is a renaissance period for what we do and who we are. You know what I mean? I really do feel like what you guys were doing, what Genova Chen was doing, what the indie scene was doing, like it was all starting right there and then blowing up and becoming this whole thing. Yeah, I remember like we were transitioning off of Jack and Daxter. I was working on Jack and Daxter PSP when a, when a bunch of you were working on uh, Uncharted. Project Big wasn't Uncharted yet. Right. And I would just like go through the concept art folder and like look at that stuff. And I was just like, I can't wait for this thing. And it seemed like there was just like a combination of us that really wanted to elevate storytelling, really wanted to push character in a way that hasn't been done before. Right. And you know, Uncharted were just kind of getting our feet wet with that, starting to just figure out what this thing is. And then with Uncharted 2, we really hit our stride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy. Like, as, you know, Uncharted 2, everybody always talks about it. And I talk about it too, don't get me wrong. All right. I know you're an Uncharted 3 guy. Yeah, but I mean, this is like, what kind of pizza do I like? Well, pizza's fucking awesome all around, you know what I mean? But like, Uncharted 2 was that moment of like, not redemption for me, I guess, but like, where everybody else got it, right? Where everybody else understood what I knew with Uncharted 1. You know what I mean? Because like, that was the time, right, when we're doing PS3 coverage and everybody hates PS3. And then like, Uncharted 2 people own PS3, so they got into it and played it. And that's why I was so happy to see the collection come about. And now, I'm so happy to see you guys take this and ride into the sunset. And don't give them a kid. And don't kill any. Don't kill Nate or Elena. Sully, I'm, I say don't kill, but I'm not like. You don't yeah. really care. And I also don't think anymore. I've, I've changed my tune now on Sam. I don't think Sam's gonna become a bad guy anymore. I thought he was Change, for a long okay. time, but I think that I've seen too much of him in non-bad guy moves now. Okay. Give me blink a lot if I'm right. <laughs> he didn't blink a lot. Neil, thank you. Greg, I need you to go back there. Whip okay. this David Ballard into shape. Get this game done. All right, Ship David it. Ballard. All right. Okay. But other than that, you okay? It's always Good. a pleasure. I love you. Uh, we got our panel in uh, a couple hours. Yeah, I know. I don't know how much time do we have left. Uh, you can go check out, of course, us doing an Uncharted panel for Uncharted Uncharted 4 panel. I'm sure PlayStation has it up on their YouTube cha channel. And of course, if you like what you saw here, this is just a little one-on-one -on -one interstitial. Make sure you subscribe to Kind of Funny Games so you can see PS I Love You XOXO each and every week or get it on your favorite podcast service. Until next time, don't give them a kid.